and live, this is Trash Can News 7 at 6, and here are your hosts, Micah and Chris. Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is Trash Can News 7. Our first story tonight, a politician gets slapped in the face by a child when the child said that you don't know what you're talking about. Our second story up on Trash Can News tonight, a major debt consolidation company files for bankruptcy after being $1 million in credit card debt. Leader of the Financial Peace Organization, Dave Ramsey, is hauled away to jail for embellishing funds from credit card companies. Find out more at our 10 o'clock news. And a follow-up from our last week's uh, investigation on the local cult leader, David Maresh. He is currently being held without bond at our local county jail after being found with 300 some odd followers being slaughtered. Find out more on our exclusive with Chris at 11. And our last story, Pepsi CEO Philip Myers is fired after found with Coca-Cola products in his house. The scandal is shocking. Well, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Dota Box Podcast. Well, we had a fun little play on uh, the news. It's not quite how the news goes, but hey, I like uh, we like doing the news. So, you know, if you want to hear a whole segment where we do a fake news show like The Onion or something, let us know. And I'm just going to go ahead and plug it now. You should go over to our Facebook and tell us or our social medias or talk to us some way and tell us if you want that. But anyways, what's up, Chris? It's episode... 38, man. Yeah, 38. And I will say, all of news is fake news. Didn't you know that, Micah? So we're just being real. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, it is episode 38. So we're inching closer to 40. And hey, we're only 12 away from 50. So that's awesome. But yeah, we've got some good stuff. Uh, Oh, yeah, there's our YouTube video that's up. You guys go check it out. If you're searching for it, it's called Donut Hole challenge penance so go look for it and give us some views heck yeah and um we appreciate all of you guys and we just want to give a shout out to all of our consistent listeners our donut box ogs but hey if you're joining us for the first time you are so early in the game that you are donut box og as well so we welcome you to the party we're going to get into our first segment which is the old-fashioned donut which is our stories from our past segment now chris this week We're talking about when we first moved to Texas, like first, first moved to Texas from Georgia, and we took a family vacation or somewhat like that. Well, yes, we did. Uh, It was probably like two weeks after we had moved to Texas. And funny, like pre-story, before I moved to Texas, I worked at this grocery store and this meat market manager, he was a redneck, good old boy from Georgia. And he said, all right, boy. You know Spanish? I said, I know a little bit. He said, I'm going to teach you three words that you're going to need in Texas. So here you go. First one, La Cerveza. That's beer. All right. Second one, El Pollo. That's chicken. He said, you need beer, you need chicken. Last one, most importantly, Los Chichis. If you got that, that means women. So beer, chicken, and women. You need all those three while you're down there. I said, okay. But anyways, that was a little side story. So yeah, we got down there, and we had never been to Texas. And we decided that we were going to go to San Antonio uh, just as a trip to kind of explore Texas. I had never been. Mike had never been. And uh, what what is San Antonio famous for? The Alamo. So we were going to go see the Alamo, and I was pretty excited. 
So, yeah, we, we showed up, and um, funny enough now, I actually live in the San Antonio area, so kind of funny enough. Um, and a lot of the places that we visited on this trip, I see them almost on a daily basis uh, driving around town, which is kind of weird to think about. But we uh, we stayed at this hotel, and we we all took one car. And so it was my grandfather, my parents... Chris and myself. So it was my grandfather's car. So it's not like we could take the car out at night or anything like that. We couldn't go anywhere. So our biggest fun that we would have is there was a Chuck E. Cheese next door to the hotel. So we would go over to the Chuck E. Cheese and, I mean, we would get a bunch of tokens and we would play a bunch of games. You know what I mean? And um, that was probably the best part of the entire trip. We did do a lot of other things. Uh, We, of course, went to the Alamo. I just remember it was in the middle of summertime. It was blazing hot. It was it was really hot. But we went to Tower of the Americas, which is the big tower that rotates on top. It's kind of like the one in Seattle, except it's a little different. I think also, too, the San Antonio Spurs had won the championship. And so everyone was, like, partying downtown San Antonio. So it was just, like, a mass of people down there. So I remember there was a lot of people down there because San Antonio just won the uh, the San Antonio Spurs had just won the NBA championship. So we went down there. We went to the Alamo. It was hot. Uh, if you've ever been to the Alamo, uh, when you go inside, there's the mission part of it. And it's like very small. Um, what the Alamo has is uh, it's not all of it because a lot of it was destroyed. But they were given history lessons. And I remember we were happened to stumble upon a tour. And we were somewhere near the gift shop. And the person that was giving the tour was uh saying you know it's so unfortunate that all these lives were lost and you know they lost at the at the battle of the alamo and everything and i remember micah's mom just turns to us and she goes wait they lost at the alamo and we're like yes that's why it was such a big deal so uh yeah she was not 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 the sharpest crayon in the box but yeah we went downtown we went to the riverwalk the riverwalk is beautiful in san antonio um there are a lot of homeless people and we saw one homeless guy threaten to beat the crap out of another homeless guy and it was it was very entertaining but what else happened on that san antonio trip so we we went to ripley's believe it or not we went there as well and they had the wax museum next door i believe and um, we went there, and we, we did both. Which, if you've never been to Ripley's, it's a little expensive to go, but uh, and it's kind of touristy, but I really like Ripley's. Ripley's is always fun to go to. Yeah, it was fun. I remember when we went to the Wax Museum, they had like a whole uh, section of the Life of Christ, and Micah's grandpa was like, this is awesome, this is awesome, Life of Christ, it's so great, so good. And uh, so, yeah, there was that, and then... We went to this uh, dinner place. It was called the Magic Time Machine. Tell them about the Magic Time Machine, Micah. Oh, the, the Magic Time Machine was great. So when we lived in Georgia, we I'm just going to preface this with this. When we lived in Georgia, my dad was friends with this guy he worked with, and he ended up moving to San Antonio. So we moved to Texas. We figured, okay, we're in San Antonio. We might as well catch up with the guy. So we go to this restaurant, and the Magic Time Machine it's put on by the local university, and basically all the waiters are actors or actresses, 
And so each given night, they'll put on different outfits and they will take on a character of some sort. We happen to be seated in the Ace Ventura section. So what does that mean? It means you have a guy on the back of your chair pretending to eat lice out of your hair. You know, stuff like that. Well, anyways, um, our good friend Tim, he didn't show up in time uh, when we first got there. So we first get there and we sit down and there's an extra chair and the... The waiter says, oh, I'll take this chair. And we said, no, 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 that's for Tim. And he goes, right, Tim. Yeah, and he was kind of giving us that look of like, yeah, I really believe you. And we're like, no, 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 for real, he's coming. And so, well, shortly thereafter, probably five, ten minutes, Tim shows up. And he's walking across the restaurant. He sees us. He's going to come take a seat. He comes and takes a seat. That waiter comes sprinting from across the restaurant shouting, Tim, Tim, oh my gosh, Tim, you're here. And of course, this guy, you know, Tim has no clue who this guy is or like what the heck is going on. And not just that, but uh, poor Tim, he had recently fresh gotten off a divorce. And so I guess the waiter had overheard him talking about what had happened or what was going on. And so the waiter comes up to him halfway through a meal and says, you know, Tim, I heard that you're single and there's a, there's a young lady who works here who really thinks that you're cute and really wants to meet you. And so Tim reluctantly was kind of like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go along with this. So he, the waiter leaves and comes back. And when he comes back, He's dressed, and he's got this dress on, and he put these two balloons as his knockers, I guess, if that's the best word you want to call it. And literally, you know, Tim's not facing him. So this, we all see this waiter coming in, and we're trying not to laugh. And next thing you know, he puts both those balloons in between the back of Tim's head, and he's like, hi, Tim, it's nice to meet you. And it was the funniest crap in the world, but Tim was not having a good time. He hated the whole thing. No, he he, he was not having a great time. Uh, but yeah, I just remember mostly we went to the uh, Chuck E. Cheese at night. We would spend 10 bucks, and uh, you know we would hang out at the Chuck E. Cheese and play games because the games were only like one token. And I think it was, I can't remember if it was in San Antonio or Dallas, but back in the day, your boy Chris used to be a player player. Now, I'm not anymore. I'm happily engaged. Going to get married soon, happily. But uh, the, the hotel concierge desk lady, she was kind of into me, I guess she was. And so I just remember like talking with her and everything. And she was like, well, I'm going to be down here you know, in the lobby watching a movie later if you want to come by and watch the movie with me. So... I went down there and I had chocolate chip cookies and I ate, I watched a movie with this nice hotel desk lady. Uh, I don't remember what the movie. It was like something like RV. It was one of those TBS movies. But uh, yeah, all I remember is he was he said I'm I'll be back. And this was like at ten o'clock at night. And I'm like, w where are you going? Because we really can't go anywhere. And Chuck E. Cheese is closed. Oh, I'm gonna go watch a movie with the front desk reception lady. Oh, okay. And but um, funny enough, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but so my fiance, she's local to the San Antonio area, and she had a friend that was working at that same hotel around the same time that we stayed there. So that very well could have been her friend that you watched a movie with there, sir. Well, just so you know, everything was kept G rated. 
So just so y'all know, so there's no wondering in your minds because I know how y'all think. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, you know, I love San Antonio. It's a good city, and you know, my my buddy Micah lives around that area, so it's always good to go to San Antonio and and visit. And so yeah, but yeah, that was our San Antonio trip. It was a good time. Yeah, very good time. Very good time. So we're gonna move into our next segment, which is our chocolate donut. All right, so normally during this segment, we have the Jelly Donut, which is the jail report. If you remember from a couple episodes ago, we had a chocolate donut segment, which is called Tie Your Shoes Because You Trippin', because it's about different people that have messed up in relationships or have messed up on a date. So, Tie Your Shoes Because You Trippin', you ready for the first story? Oh, I'm ready. So, this young woman and this young guy, they go on a date, and um, I guess the date went fairly good they were having a good time and the check comes and the gentleman asked the lady to pay which i mean it's 2022 so i guess i don't know she it was she was a little off put by by it but they had uh they had leftovers so the next day the lady was driving on the highway and she gets pulled over the cop that pulled her over was her date from the night before, and she thought that it was going to be some kind of joke, and it was going to be cute, and he was going to ask her on a second date. No, he gave her a speeding ticket because she was going 90 in a 55 zone. Now, I know what you're thinking. Maybe the cop didn't recognize that it was her, but he did because he made the comment, I had a great time last night, and the leftovers were great. Uh, so he made the comment, the leftovers were great. She actually called into this radio show and she told them. And so they called him and they were like, bro, why'd you give her a speeding ticket? And he was like, well, she broke the law. What do you expect? And then they were like, do you have anything else to say? And he was like, I really had a good time and, uh, maybe we could go out again. And the lady was like, no, absolutely not. She was like, I'm a college kid. Uh, this $150 speeding ticket is no bueno. So. All I got to say is tie your shoes because you trip it. Oh, and also he made her pay for the meal. So she's out double. Yeah, I was like, man, it would have been one thing if you had like paid for, if he had paid for the meal and then he made her pay for the speeding ticket. I mean, that's a little messed up. So tie your shoes because you trick it. All right. The next one. All right. This is a lady named Brenda Delgado, and she became the only woman on the FBI's 10 most wanted list uh, in 2016. Uh, so this lady was a dental hygienist in training, and she hired two people to murder pediatric dentists, Miss Kendra Hatcher, who was dating her ex-boyfriend at the time, another dental hygienist, to drive the getaway car, and a hitman to commit the murder. So she uh, she hired like three people because I guess this pediatric dentist was dating her ex-boyfriend. In order to convince the hitman to pull the trigger, Miss Delgado allegedly told him she was connected to the Mexican drug cartels and could get him a supply of drugs in return for offing her ex-boyfriend's new flame. Uh, yeah, so she, uh, tie your shoes because you're tripping. Oh, man, like, what kind of craziness is that? Uh, like, you really got to watch who you, who you got around you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, she was all like, yeah, I'm in the drug cartel, so, uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead and kill him, and I'll give you some drugs. Like, that, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. All right, this next one. All right, so this guy named Rodrigo was from Chile, and so he told his girlfriend that he was going to take a job as a cruise ship waiter in Spain. Uh, 
his lovesick girlfriend Grace did not like that. Instead of instead of telling him she didn't want him to leave, she waited until her boyfriend was boarding his flight, and then uh, she called in a bomb threat mere moments before takeoff. She called in a bomb threat uh, into the plane. All of the 312 people aboard were forced to evacuate, and the bomb-sniffing dogs, led by a horde of police officers, were called to the scene. But when no bomb was found, the police tracked down Miss Grace Guajardo and arrested her. She might face jail time, but she's not worried about that. She's just happy to have her man back. What? <laughs> yeah, she didn't want her man to go, and so she called in a bomb threat to the plane, and luckily there was no bomb, and... Yeah, but here's what here's what he said though. He said, "I can't be angry. I have to support her. What she needs is love, nothing more." So, uh, I, yeah, I, uh, good for being supportive, I guess. But I mean, that sounds a little nutso to be calling in a bomb threat on a pl to a plane, you know, federal jail time. I, I don't play with none of that. That's that's pretty out there. Well, what does she need to do, Micah? She's a tie her shoes because she's tripping. All right, so this next one, uh, this comes from a waiter that was at a very that was at a very upscale French rest restaurant in New York City, uh, and this is how they tell the story. One evening, a middle-aged man and a young woman sat in my section, clearly on a date. You could tell this woman was probably his mistress by the way they interacted with each other. They were high maintenance but pleasant enough. Right after they received their entrees, the man looks across the way to another table and loses all color in his face. His date noticed and turned to see what he was looking at. The man's wife was at another table, but she was also on a date with her side piece on the other side of the restaurant. The wife sees him and has the same expression on her face, which very quickly turns to rage. She briskly walks over to his table and starts whisper yelling at him, pointing her finger right in his face. He starts to do the same back at her. This isn't a very big restaurant, so everyone knows what's going on and the atmosphere gets icy. The man's date is just staring at her plate, absolutely mortified. The wife's date pretends nothing is happening and continues eating. Eventually, the wife storms back over to her table and wolfs down her dinner. Uh, he sits down and his mistress won't speak to him for the rest of the meal. Uh, they ordered multiple courses and they kept eating. And uh, they left a bit, very big tip, apparently. So could you imagine? Like They're both cheating on each other. They see each that each other is cheating on each other. And then the wife goes over and is like, how dare you do this? Like. Tie your shoes because you trip it. I've seen that before. Like, I don't know. Uh, we all love our trash TV, right? And uh, this is a plug for cheaters on our website. But I love watching cheaters. But that happens all the time. They'll catch somebody cheating in, like, the act of cheating. And they will literally be like, but what happens if he were to cheat on you or she were to cheat on you? And they'd be like, oh, they can't do that. They can't do that. And you're sitting here going, but, but you are. How can you? <laughs> you know, you. that's a bad double standard people are weird bro and i'm gonna out myself because i love to people watch and sometimes like i'll be people watching i be like yeah these two people that's probably his mistress like i'll just watch people watch all the time but yeah that those people need to tie their shoes because they're tripping all right two more uh so this person had a great date they met on match.com and uh this gentleman was walking his date home at the end of the night and suddenly she start to bolt away he started to chase after her and ask what her deal was, and she just said, Police, I have a warrant out for my arrest. Well, when I found out she had a warrant, I kept running, but in a different direction than she she went. 
I eventually got caught by the cops and I had to spend a good 20 minutes explaining to them the situation and how I was no, in no way involved in her crack cocaine dealing ring. So he was on a date and his date has a warrant and she takes off running and then he realizes that and he goes off the other way and he gets arrested and he's got to explain, oh wait, I had nothing to do with this crack cocaine dealing ring. Well, at least he was able to talk his way out of it. I mean, running away from it and everything, they're liable to not believe you. Yeah, that's why you got to be very careful of who you go out with on the internet. So tie your shoes because you're tripping. All right, last one. This guy went on a date, uh, and the date informs him that she was a witch and that she made her last boyfriend lover by casting a spell on him. She was even nice enough to tell him how the spell works. She took a vial of blood and poured it into his wine and tricked him into drinking it now he's mine forever she told him she went on to say that it turned out she didn't really love him but because of her spell he would love her forever she claimed he was still desperately in love with her even though she had dumped him so he went on a date with a witch uh and she cast a spell on her ex-boyfriend girl needs to tie her shoes because she's tripping bro she made him drink his own blood without his knowledge no he made she made him drink her blood without his own knowledge oh yeah it was sick that's oh that should be a crime yeah it was worse but i i spared the details because this is a family-friendly show uh but yeah it she needed to tie her shoes because she's tripping if that were me i would have bolted out in two seconds yeah craziness man craziness well that was a good chocolate donut segment that was some uh all of them need to tie they choose because they're all tripping. All of them. Well, anyways, uh, our next segment is the donut hole. And I'm going to throw it back over to Chris. All right. I know you guys are like, oh, yeah, it's going to be Chris's movie, the pick of the week. Eh, wrong. We're going to play a game. All right, Micah. This will be a little fun game. Don't worry. I won't make you pay penance for the donut hole challenge if you lose. Uh, it's going to be Disney Trivia Challenge. And... We are going to test your Disney trivia knowledge. I am going to give you three clues for each Disney character, and you have to guess which one it is. Are you ready? Not really. I am terrible at Disney stuff. I know the basics, but we'll 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 give it a shot. Don't worry. I, I chose one specifically that I think you would know. I didn't choose any obscure ones, so I tried to play fair. Um, I have ten of them, so let's see how many out of ten you could guess right. Are you ready? Sounds good. All right, first one. All right, I'm going to give you the three clues. Here's the first clue. My uncle has a real power trip problem. I hang out with a meerkat and a warthog. He can feel the love tonight when he re reconnects with his childhood friend. Who is he? That's Simba. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, you are right. That is Simba from the Lion King. Good job. All right, are you ready for the second one? Yeah. All right, person number two. His best friend is an astronaut. He escapes a dark dungeon with mismatched toys. He gets ho back home using a rocket. Who is he? Woody from Toy Story. And you are correct. It is Woody from Toy Story. Hey, you're doing pretty good. See, I gave you some easy ones. Yeah, we'll see if they get tougher. <laughs> All right, this one's a little bit tougher. All right, clue number one. He can fly. A pirate's life is not for him. You can find him at the second star to the left and straight on till morning. Who is he? Peter Pan. You are correct. It is Peter Pan. Good job. Good job. All right. Number four. He got fat after not working out for a few years. 
His best, his best friend can run on ice. He is super strong. Oh, Mr. Incredible. Yep, four for four. Good job, good job. All right, this one is not... He's a Disney character, but don't think about it too much, all right? Don't think about it too much. Number five, his best friend is a dog. He only wears pants, and he has a high-pitched voice. Goofy. Nah, you were close. It's Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. All right, so you're four for five. Pretty good, pretty good. I guess Goofy right, is a six. dog, isn't he? <laughs> Goofy is a dog, but yeah, it was it was Mickey Mouse. So here's my question. Why is Pluto Mickey Mouse's pet, but Goofy is his best friend? That's kind of weird, and they're both dogs. I don't know. Maybe there's dog classifications. Disney kind of had a weird mind anyways, so never know. I guess so. All right, number six. He's part clown. He teams up with a friend who forgets things super easy. He has to find his son. Oh, uh, Finding Nemo's dad. His name. His name is Marlin, but I'll give it to you. I'll give you credit for it. Marlin, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did the part clown throw you off? No, no. I figured because clownfish. All right, cool deal. So you're doing pretty good. You've only missed one so far. All right, number seven. She wants to be part of your wor world. She has red hair. She lost her voice in order to find her true love. Who is she? Is that Brave? The one from Brave? That is incorrect. It is Ariel from Little Mermaid. Oh, jeez. Because she lost. Yeah, she lost her voice to find her true love, and she wants to be part of your world. All right. So you've only got two wrong. Here we go. Number eight. He has quite a temper on him. He holds a girl's father captive. Tale as old as time. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. The Beast. That is correct. Good job. Good job. All right. We only have two more left to see if you can win the Disney Trivia Challenge. Number nine. He only has one eye. His best friend holds the all-time scare record. His girlfriend has snake hair. Is that a Disney movie? I thought that was Monster Inc. But, or... Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. Yeah, that is a Disney movie. Disney and Pixar are the same. Is it? Yeah. Is it Pixar? I thought it was DreamWorks, but maybe I'm crazy. Huh. No, know. it's Pixar. Okay. It, you are correct. It is Mike Wazowski. All yeah. right. Last one. Okay, this one. Don't think cartoon. Just think all Disney, all right? All right, last one. He gets sentenced to camp for stealing shoes. His family forgot to carry Madame Zeroni. His best friend's name is Zero. Oh, come on. It's, um... What's his face from Pole? Gotta name him. Shia LaBeouf from Pole. No, Shia LaBeouf <laughs> play, played him, but it's not Shia LaBeouf. Um... What's his name? What's his family name? If I can think of his family name, then I can think of the rest his, of them. His family name... His first name... name his first name is his last name spelled backwards. backwards. That's what I'm trying to think of, uh... Oh, I can see Henry Winkler's stupid face talking about it, too. Uh, Stanley Yelnack. There you go. Stanley Yelnack. Stanley Yelnats. Stanley Yelnats. Good job. Hey, you only missed two. You did I pretty did better good. better than that than I did the presidents. That's pretty sad. 
Well, I tried to give you somewhat easier clues. I tried not to make it super hard, so I'd stump you. You you did, like, all main characters. If you would have did side characters, it probably would have threw me off pretty good. Yep, so thanks for playing our Disney Trivia Challenge. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, so that was our donut hole segment, and so we are going to go into what fries my donuts. Chris, ask me the question, man. Ask it. What fries your donuts? People pretending to understand what's going on, but they don't, and they just go with the actions. Now, I know that's a little bit specific, but we have a problem in our society. I'm going to go ahead and preach it. We have a problem, and our problem is we're too afraid to say that we don't know or that we don't have an answer to something. But there's a problem with that if we don't say that sort of thing. If we say, hey, I don't know. Yeah, we have a risk of people looking down and looking at us like idiots, but guess what? You look more like an idiot when you try and say that you know and you don't, and it turns out, you know, really, really horrible. Let me give you an example. Um, So, constantly in my life, I have... We've talked a lot about work on here. Of course, everybody could talk bad about work and all some of the work life stuff that happens but in this particular case I have one person who you can tell them something 30 times they're not going to retain it and when it comes to being in a big meeting where somebody asks a very important question they will act like they know the answer to it but they don't and what ends up happening is they'll say yeah absolutely yeah here's what's going on and they shoot off at the mouth and what ends up happening is everybody looks like idiots. Everybody that's in the or that's associated with it looks bad. And really all it would take is a little bit of effort for people to understand what's going on. All you got to do is ask me on the side, right? Ask me on the side. I don't understand this. Tell me what's going on. I can fill you in. And then we can go into things prepared. That's, you know... I've seen that happen a lot, not just in work, but in life in general. Some people just don't have a filter, man. Some people just start shooting off at the mouth, and I will be a problem, you know, I'll I'll say it for myself. I used to be that kind of person. I used to say, oh, yeah, I know what's going on. I know what's, you know, I know what's happening when I really didn't and just try to fake it till I made it kind of thing. But as I've gotten older and gotten out of that a good bit, it's very annoying to deal with that on the other end because it really ruins some things and it really fries my donuts when people act like they know it, like they know it all, but really they don't. The best thing to do is ask questions, be malleable as a person, be able to adapt and learn because really what it comes down to, if you say you know everything, that is an unwillingness to learn um, because you really don't want to know the answer. You just want to act like you know it. Well, the worst time that that's shown up is in that meeting situation like you said and it's always somebody that's like not in charge that or not like the head that they think they know what's going on and then they like spread misinformation and you're like bro like that's not even what's happening right now you're making us look bad and you're spreading out information that that's not true and that's how rumors get started and everything like that and it's like bro you don't even know you haven't even been in these meetings and i hate when people do that and most of the time when people do that it's because they want to make themselves look good and they want to act like they're a bigger deal than they are and usually in a meeting 
setting like that. They're trying to kiss up to the bosses so they can make themselves look good. But in reality, they just make themselves look like an idiot, and then they make the whole team look like an idiot. So it's very frustrating. It, it, it fries my donuts, too, because I'm like, know your seat on the bus. That's a big thing. Know what your seat is on the bus. If your seat is not in the driver's seat and you're sitting at the back of the bus, stay at the back of the bus because you're on that seat for a reason. Well, and my thing is, even from a leadership standpoint, I have seen leaders who, because leaders don't necessarily have to know everything either. They're not, uh, you know, a total expert on what's going on day to day, every little in and out thing. But, you know, in a lot of these instances, you have your whole team in this meeting. And granted, you have to be careful when you're meeting with other people from other departments and things, how you talk with other people in your team. But, I mean, how hard is it to be like, you know what, I really wasn't involved on that project, but so-and-so was. Let's defer to him. Let's. What really happened with that? You can kick it over to that person to where it's like, you know, they give their perspective, and they're the ones that's been doing it anyways. So, you know, why even have to say anything or, you know, just throw it over to that person. It doesn't look bad to do that. Just say, hey, I wasn't the prime person on that one. He was in charge of it or she was in charge of it. Let's talk with them and see what's going on. Hand it over and then everybody looks good because the person who is the subject matter expert or the one that's been working on it the most is doing the talking and not the person that's not involved in it at all. Exactly. And if you have someone that like has a better area of expertise on your team and someone asks you something, you'd be like, you know what? That's not really my expertise, but so-and-so they would probably know about this more than I would like that makes, you know, you look good because you're like not acting like, you know, everything. And then too, that makes them look good. Cause it's like, oh yeah, this is the go-to guy for this because he knows or she knows whatever they're doing. And you know, it helps them out. And I, I don't think it's a good look for people to just know it all all the time. Nobody likes a know-it-all. Nobody really does. Unless you actually really do know it all and you're like the person that like knows everything. But if you are just blowing smoke, then yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Well, that's I know it fries both of our donuts, but uh, we could talk about that all day. So we'll just go ahead and get off of it. But our next segment is our mystery donut segment, which is our improv segment. And Chris... What we've got today, my friend, we've played some games, we've done some free improv last few weeks. We're going to go back to our coffee shop setting or, you know, a public space setting where we have quite a few people all in one spot and they're talking and we can just exercise as many accents and as many characters as we want in a short period of time. I'm telling you, this scenario is like my dream scenario to get to the point where I'm retired and I can just go to lunch or go to coffee with a whole bunch of old guys and talk mess, be part of the lunch bunch, as they call them. Uh, I would just love to be part of that. So, but yeah, we're going to have different accents. Yeah, we're just going to pull out whatever accents out of the hat. I think it grows us as people and grows us in our craft. So I'm ready whenever you're ready, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. You want to start it or you want me to start it? You can start it. Well, I'm going to start it with that good old country accent because you got to start it like that. So here we go. Well, I saw Billy Bob down at the filling station the other day. You know what he told me? He told me that diesel went back up $2. Can you believe that? Yep, yep. This country's going to pot in a handbasket. I tell you, gas, back in my day, gas used to be 50 cents a gallon. Now, five dollars got to take out a small mortgage loan just to pay for it. What you got to do in this environment, you've got to stick together as individuals 
And really what it come down to, we gotta re-elect some people and clean out the swamp. That's why I, Tommy Jolie, is going to run for state senator this year, right now. Yeah, vote for me. Yo, 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 I don't know what you guys are talking about here. You're gabbing your gums, you're bumping your gums all the time. I don't know why you're, why you're complaining. Down here, it's only $5 a gallon. Where I come from in the Bronx, it's only $7 a gallon. I would much rather be paying $5 a gallon than $7. You guys need to quit complaining and be grateful. Only $7 a gallon? Back where I'm from, to fill up my Jeep, it's like $8.50 a gallon. Like... And I do that to drive out to San Diego every weekend. And it's no problem for me. So y'all really don't need to, you just need a sugar daddy like me. All right, now listen, I don't know who invited you. This is a private group full of a whole bunch of old guys. Now you need to pack your little California person up and you need to get out of here because it's the lunch bunch, all right? We all here trying to have coffee. We don't need you youngins over here messing it up. I'm telling you, you millennials all the time with your iPhones and your iPads and everything. It's all about me, 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 me. Well, you know what? Get the heck out. Hey, como estas? It's good to see everybody. What are y'all doing today? What is this blonde woman doing here? I don't know. She just showed up. Just walked in here like she lost. I said, get out of here. He's lost. You almost as lost as my son. Came to my house. I said, boy, 45 years old. I don't know what you're doing in my house. I took care of you till you was 18. I got you that far, didn't I? Don't be coming back over here asking me for nothing. You should be taking care of me, not me taking care of you. Want to move back in, you millennials with their generation. Well, when Juan walked in, I was sitting here going, we're going to accept her, but we're not going to accept me. What does that look like in this town? I'm not going to come to this cafe no more. Yo, 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 I don't know why you're not wanting to come over here, Jorge, no more. Your wife makes the great tortillas. I mean, they're the best that I've ever had. And I don't know, being my son, Anthony, I bring them here on Tuesdays after his Little League practice. And you guys have the fresh tortillas and the great ice cream. I don't know why you want to get out of here. All I'm saying is that Anthony boy, something ain't right with that boy. All right. Last time he was in here, you know what he was saying? He was saying, can you buy me a Barbie doll? That's what he asked me. You know what I told him? I said, no, I ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna get you a G.I. Joe. And I found out they don't make G.I. Joes no more. So we're gonna have to do something, but your boy ain't right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know why you guys are always clowning on Anthony whenever I come over here. Tommy over there, I caught your son with the smack, the crack, the bang, and the blow over there. He's, he's, he's smoking like a pipe engine. Let's not do that here. Why there's another New Yorker that just showed up randomly, I don't know. But hey, all I'm saying is New York can only be fought with New York, you know what I'm saying? Don't talk about my kid like that. All I'm telling you, your son ought to be in a dress for his little actions, okay? Hey, 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 y'all see Billy? Billy, I don't know. I think Billy done smoked himself to death because I ain't seen him past three weeks. I ain't seen him. <coughs> Speaking of smoking, does anybody have some ball bro reds that I can borrow just a couple for the day? Hey, old Billy, where you been at? <laughs> cancer hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. They sent me to the cancer ho ho hospital. I beat cancer three times. I beat it, that son of a gun cancer. He ain't gonna get me down. I beat it too, but now I have a stoma. Well, anybody gonna be paying for the check? Because I ain't paying this time. Yeah, here we go. All the astronomers. Let's see. Look at old Copernicus over here. He's over here looking at some galaxies. I guess I'll have to pick this one up too. Well, well, we'll let Billy pay for it since he just got out of the cancer rehab place. 
for celebrating, so I'm out, guys. You guys have a good week. Don't let that blonde chick come back in here. One more thing before we go. All I'm saying is the Lord has blessed all of you today, and I am going to pay for your lunch because the Lord has told me to bless you today. And I just want to tell you and lay hands on each and every one of you and tell you how much Jesus loves you and cares. All right. Well, that was a good uh, improv segment. All the great characters coming out. I'm glad that uh, the smoker guy came back. So that was great. Uh, but our last segment is going to be the Eclair segment, which is our positive advice. So I think it's my turn, and I'll go ahead and start. Uh, and my Eclair is is to, you know, sometimes in life we get so busy and we have to create boundaries. We really do. Uh, I am the worst one at creating boundaries because I'll let things get on top of my plate. And it's hard for me to say no. And sometimes it's okay for you to say no. It's okay for you to create boundaries. Sometimes you're just going to have to tell people, you know what? I can't really do this right there. I got too much on my plate. Now, there are exceptions. If people like my fiance or Micah call me, there anytime I'm going to pick up and I'm going to go out of my way for them. That's an exception. But sometimes you got to create boundaries because if you don't, you'll just take on everything and you'll pile it on your plate and then you get burnt out and then you start becoming snappy and angry and you just become stressed. So make boundaries. Boundaries are a good thing. Healthy boundaries are a great thing. So make sure you create those boundaries and stick to them. Yeah, and again, we don't share our eclairs before we do them here, so um, pretty much mine's on the same exact lines, except mine is uh, we need to take healthy breaks and healthy rest. And what I mean by that is we, we've got to rest and we've got to you know, take our breaks. Don't get swept away in the burnout culture. And we do live in a culture right now where it is good to overwork yourself. And that is a valuable asset or trait to some people. And the thing is, that's just unhealthy. You don't want to trade your health for something like that, for a small badge of honor. Treat your body like the temple that it is. And do your best to rest as much as you can. And the thing is, I've had issues with this too. Whenever you work really, really hard and you're burned out, it's easier to procrastinate. And what ends up happening is you get into a bad cycle where you're working, 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 and then you're like, I don't feel like working anymore, where you're not working nearly as much and you're trying to avoid it because it's freaking you out and so it causes you to procrastinate. What I've learned over time is if you relax and take your relaxes, purposeful relaxation, and even take those tasks and say, I'm going to complete them, it might be slow, but it's better than nothing, then it'll work out. It'll all work. Just take it as one bite at a time. Don't look at the whole enchilada and just try your best. It will all, you'll get caught up. You'll get caught up. And in the meantime, just try to rest. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the check engine light on your car. If you keep ignoring it, then eventually it's going to get worse and worse. So whatever that check engine light comes on, Make sure you pay attention. But hey, it's been a great episode so far. Check out, like, comment, subscribe. Go like us on uh, Facebook. It's Trash Can TV. Go like our Instagram. Go like our YouTube channel. We're going to be coming out with some more videos about when me and Michael went to uh, Lucha Libre and Dwarf Wrestling. That's going to be great. So you guys check that out. We had a great time. Uh, we can't really talk about it. I mean, we kind of can on this podcast, but we can't do an old-fashioned donut segment on it because it's really not part of our past yet. I mean, relatively kind of, but... It's like the history books, you know, 
the kids learning nowadays, they probably have like 9-11 and stuff like that. But the real recent stuff, like pulling out of Afghanistan and crazy stuff like that, that's probably not in the history books yet. And just like that, in the history book of our friendship, it's not old enough to be in the donut or in the uh, old-fashioned donut segment just yet. It'll get there, though. Yeah, so we'll put it on the YouTube channel. So we got real footage of it. So rather than hear us talk about it, you'll want to see the footage. It'll be great. So yeah, but that's Absolutely. all I got for this. You got anything else? Nah, man. Let's take this donut box out to the trash. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And we signing off. See y'all next week.